you're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Uh, if you're watching, and uh, I tend to look shittier than normal, if you're listening and I sound shittier than normal, it's because I got COVID. Yeah, that's right, folks. I, uh, uh, I was vaccinated, and I still got COVID. But let me, let me tell you about, there's this discrepancy, there's this notion that wait a minute you get vaccinated you shouldn't get that's not that's not how it goes it's it's it cuts down the severity so if you get vaccinated and you get sick you get covid you won't have to go to the hospital you won't have uh, as worse of problems as you you would if you know if you weren't vaccinated so all i'm saying is that it was shit dude it was a it was a tough week um and uh yeah i got it somehow i got it and um i'm doing better so thank you for all the messages um it is no fun all i could tell you is please please get vaccinated i i don't i don't care what your theories are i don't care what you believe i got covid and i'm telling you get vaccinated that's all I'm going to talk to you about that. You could do what you want, all right? Uh, but it is fucking brutal. Great guest today, Mr. Chris Sullivan. I'm very excited about Chris Sullivan. This is us, Guardians of the Galaxy. He and I did a, a, a show uh, a year ago, a podcast together, and um, it's, it's so great having him back, and I think you're going to really enjoy it. He had a baby, and there's so much fun to talk about. Um, so let's do that. And, uh, Hey, I couldn't do the stage it this last weekend because I was sick, but this coming Saturday, Rob and I will be doing a stage it. We will be doing our stage. It just go to stage it.com. Our band Sunspin will be playing two shows, 2 PM, 6 PM Pacific standard time. Very excited, uh, about that. Sorry. We had to cancel for a week, but I had to, I just felt like shit. So uh stick around a lot lots to talk about after the show but uh why don't we just jump into it let's get inside of chris sullivan it's my point of view you're listening to inside of you with michael rosenbaum inside of you with michael rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience i get a little teary-eyed when you walked in yeah. i just forgot how much i liked you yeah Seriously. Because we're pretty comfortable isolating. Yes. And a lot of times for me, I'm like, it's just as easy for me to be like, you know what? I'll just stay home. Mm. I'm just going to stay home. I know. And at least you, but you have a wife and you have a kid. So you have reason to do so. Reason, but also excuse. Oh, to do so. You know what I mean? It like, feels like an excuse. No, but it can't. Uh, somebody, somebody said, you know, when you have a kid, um, you, you, you tend to miss out on some things that you want to do, but you also have an excuse to not do all those things you don't want to do. Can't do it, man. The kid, I have to stay home. Um, People I, immediately understand that. And you compound that with the last year's uh, global pandemic. Did you hear about this? Oh, I heard about that one. Um, and Rachel and I would never have to leave home ever again which has been really you know the the it's been nice and it's also it's good to get a call from you and say hey come visit and and to be like absolutely that's exactly what i want to do so you need that so you know well the first the first thing i want to say is we have a, a segment called you know it's a mental health check-in called how you doing <laughs> perfect it's In perfectly fact, titled there's a jingle coming here it comes how you doing and it's just kind of like how how are how are you feeling at this moment how are you feeling in the last week I mean, you know, because I know we go through anxiety and we deal with a lot of stuff and you've got a lot of things compiled, you know, just yeah. piling up here. Yeah, I feel great. Really? Yeah. I'm so glad to hear that because yeah. I thought, you know, because there's so much I want to talk to you about that I... On the way over here, I had one question for you. I said, you know, it's been a year since we've seen each other. It has been <sighs> almost exactly one year. That's just too much. And I feel um, bad about that. I feel well, terrible about that. What are we going to do? What, well, I could, this you is, know, this is the thing that we were, we were, the world put us in that position and that's, and that's the way it is. But Mike, the one thing I want to know from you is what you've learned in the last year. 
what ha- what have you learned in the last year? We don't have to get into it right now. I'm just we'll saying. We'll get like, into it. Like this is what I was wondering as I was driving. I bet. I, I mean, I bet Michael has learned some incredible things in this last year. Oof. I have. I mean, look, when you're forced to be by yourself, mm-hmm. and you know, with the exception of uh, like you know another person that I would hang out with who we did an album together, which kept me going. It was some kind of like incentive to get out of bed. Some kind of, but you need more than that. So I I, right. I made an album. And, um, that was really exciting. It kept me busy, but like not being able to hug people, not being able to see people for the most part, uh, you know, and everybody dealt with this and a lot of people dealt with death and sickness and all this. And I dealt with some death. I mean, you know, my grandfather died right before the pandemic. Then my sister passed away last fall and then my dog just died. You know, so I've had some things, my God, man, but I've, I didn't I've, know, all this. you know what, you know, what's weird is, you know, I don't really share it too much. I mean, I share it on the podcast a little bit, but Surprisingly, I'm, I'm sort of, I was scared of how I dealt with it because I dealt with it pretty well. And uh, I don't know if it's medication. <laughs> hey. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but like, I don't know if it's, you know, my sister was sick for a long time. So I think I was mourning her throughout the years. My grandfather had Alzheimer's for years. So I was mourning him over the years. Sure. My dog was sick for a long time. It wasn't a sudden death. Yeah. And I think that I dealt with it pretty good, but I still sometimes really want to cry. And I feel like I don't cry enough. Like I really want to get it out. And uh, I did this breathing exercise. This woman came over the other day and it was breath work and I hadn't done mm-hmm. it. It's these things where it's like, <gasps> oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. She oh, goes, listen, yeah. we're going to do this for 18 minutes straight. I go, you're fuck off. I cannot do this for 18 minutes. And, and yeah. my hands got numb and she goes, this is all normal. And then yeah. all of a sudden I start getting emotional. Yeah. And it was really weird. And I think it helped me. So I said, I want to see you again. It was a friend's wife. And yeah, yeah, yeah. She came over. But. It's those things that I think I need to do that would sort of connect myself to the things, to loss, to the things that sure. I have dealt with. And I, I think because if you just bottle it up, I feel like you need some release. Grief is a very interesting um, topic in our, in um, American culture. We, we don't uh, value it the same way other cultures do. We don't... Um, put an importance on grieving the way uh, a lot of uh, other cultures do. And it leaves a lot of us feeling like what you're talking, feeling that, 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 that feeling of, of I've skipped a step here. Yeah. What's going on. I've missed something. There's an important part of this process that I haven't, that I, that I haven't (sighs) gone through yet. That's it. And, and it'll come. Have you dealt with a lot of death? Uh, I haven't. You haven't. You have your mother and father. I, yeah, and and my I had one grand grandparent until I was one grandparent left when I was born. They they had all passed before I was born, and wow. And so I've only dealt with the passing of one grandparent. I've dealt with a lot of death in the last year. You know, as far as people passing uh, from COVID, yeah. Um, but nothing immediate in my life does that scare you because it scares me when you know I would, oh my god if i i can't imagine losing my you know and i'm not incredibly close i love my parents but like if i would go i would go nuts if i lost any sibling or any family member and that's like i'm getting to the age where it's like yeah. shit starts to happen you hear people die in their 50s they sure, die in their 60s sure. in a lot of my contemplative practice in my meditation or my prayer i actually do imagine that i spend time imagining what it will be like or what it would be like almost pre-grieving pre-grieving but also front-loading my gratitude and front-loading my um my approach to the relationship with these people you know if i've spent enough time wondering what my life would be like without my mother my father my wife my my son Mm -hmm. which i have bear yeah spent very little time delving into that but you know we recently learned uh, of somebody who had lost their son and, and and to, to, to imagine that and to, um, to grieve in a way, uh, uh, improves my life so much because I, because I, when I see this person, my heart is just, when I see you, you know, to go a year without seeing you and then to see you, you know, the gratitude rushes back in. I open the front door and I hear you upstairs playing the guitar and singing. And I'm just like, ah. I didn't even know you were here. Well, I, I the door was unlocked. I, you're always welcome to walk in, but I didn't, I, I and, was playing guitar and I was just feeling it and, and playing it. And I song. was like, and my heart just, 
my my heart leapt for you, my friend. Because we would get together before we did our old podcast together, and we'd play music, and right. we we'd play a song, I'd play a song, and uh, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So that's how I'm doing. I'm I'm doing all right. It's been a, it's been a contemplative year. It's been um it has been uh, a good year because Rachel, we started the pandemic on vacation. We were literally on vacation, had to come home. Rachel was six months pregnant. We spent the last three months of her pregnancy in quarantine. We spent the first six months of, of or, uh, three or four months of Bear's life in quarantine. Then I went back to work on This Is Us. And and we managed to navigate an entire season of television with with nobody getting sick uh, in our cast or crew, which was, inc- I mean, statistically incredible. Yeah. Um, and so it's been a, it's been a real like we re- Rachel and I've really had to turn towards each other because every time we turn around there we are like okay so what are we going to do with this time and how are we going to how are we going to push through um maybe some of the sticking points you know of, of our of our relationship and it's been it's been really really fucking hard uh, uh, yeah and and really beneficial i'm shocked it, it's not that i was hoping you'd come in here and you'd say ah, fuck oh my but I thought, you know, I know Chris and, you know, he gets anxiety. Mm-hmm. He deals with he, he has this, you know, mm-hmm. he has an anxiousness that I have and he deals with certain demons. And um, then I go, we'll add into the equation a new baby boy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. add into the equation. The show This Is Us just was uh, canceled. Well, not canceled. It's always been that's and well they've been saying cancel but it just hasn't it's end just of season six is always so next year this yeah right the next season will be the last season and that is where dan fogelman has always wanted to end He's, so you always knew this show was going to end after six seasons yeah yeah i mean i don't know if i believe you no no, no. we've all he, he says that but as a creator you can only go so far because the studio might jump in and say no we want another season oh so sure. you probably were thinking sure that we're gonna get another season we even if he doesn't want it we were maybe you we were, were hoping. hoping maybe we were hoping right or maybe i thought it was the greatest negotiating tactic of all time on dan's part to, for you know at season three being like no no, no i only want to do six. it's a jedi mind trick yeah yeah um no no because he's told us the ending of the show we know the ending you we know the end we know how the ending do people die um i mean everyone dies michael that's an ambiguous answer. Well, I mean, but that's the kind of the point of of the show is it, it goes back and forth in time to show you a time before people are born and a time after people are dead. And and the fact that the world continues and these relationships continue. Um, and I know this, we've already shot scenes from the final episode. Did you cry? I wasn't part of them, but we the 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 production has has captured scenes for the final episode did people cry people cry yeah people people cry people always cry it's this is will you cry Uh, you you're not done filming no we have a whole we have a whole another season you have a whole another season to shoot yeah to shoot oh well fuck i mean then that's not that's not cancellation that's a whole season to go here no that's what i mean that's what i'm saying how many episodes 18 more to go 18 more to go do you already start thinking about your next job you know what i do Yes, uh, there are there are things I'm I'm trying to put into the lineup for a year and a half from now. Um, but as you know, that that is always a guessing game. Um, but I do know this: I've I've never been sentimental for the ending of things because I, I it doesn't it doesn't ever feel like an ending. You know, it doesn't like the ending of our podcast. I was right. like, okay. This only means that 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 things are about to evolve, right? Into something, something will happen into something bigger, and we'll look, work together in something. And look, or... this podcast room is now a full blown production studio, and, <laughs> and and your podcast went to the next level. And obviously, I I had a child, and and um, I've I've been that way since high school. You know, the theater production ends, and all the kids gather around and they cry, and they're so sad. You don't get like that. I don't. I don't, and I don't know why I, it's not, it's not that I, I, I get like that too. I don't like, I always want things to end. My thing is I want things to end, which is not a good thing. Right. I have good things happen to me. And I'm like, ah, I wish it, it's the whole actor thing. It's like, I just want a job. I want a job. I have a job. When do I have off? When do I, <laughs> you know, when, when do I have off? When yeah. is the show going to end? Okay. We've done it. And yeah. I always feel like, I think it was with my ADD. It's like, it's like after I do a, a pilot episode, I'm like, God, that was great. I'm right. good. Or right. I no, you have a whole season left. Right. Really? There's a creative side of 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 what we do, obviously, and then there's a business side, right? And you and I are uh it's hard for a lot of people to understand. Like I am my product, right? I am what I am selling. 
to to a TV show, to a movie, to a whatever, I I say to a production, here's the value I bring to to your product. Right, right. And right. then that creative work is something that happens kind of in another section of my brain. But for this wonderful thing like this is us to happen to the cast and to the creators and to myself, in order for it to mean anything, it has to end. Like in order for it to, for, in order for me to take this wonderful occurrence in my life out into the world and parlay it into more creative collaboration and more um, creative challenge, it has to end. That's a very positive. Ryan, put the microphone to your mouth for God's sake. Writing that down. Hold on, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? I think that's great. I mean, jeez, I haven't really thought about it like that. Do you think like like you know everything has to end? Do you have a healthy attitude like that, or do you you have the approach where you're like, I don't want this to end. I'll be devastated if it ends. I need this to continue. Uh, I mean, I think having a sense of finality is definitely preferred for me. Um, Cause then, cause I like having things done so then I can move on to the next thing so that it is not just sort of hanging there. And then you sort of know, okay, that thing is done. And now it's the next, I, I mean, it, it applies to like work mm -hmm. for me. Uh, yeah. And just like, just like, like I need like, and just like even day-to-day -day activities, like, uh, I just need the thing to be done so then I can do the next thing and then mm -hmm, the next right. thing. And I can't do the next thing until that first thing but is done. That because it, yeah, go ahead. it is the reality of every, everything ends. Right. So understanding that uh, is is only beneficial for me. You know, I think the most important thing is, and I struggle with this, is just enjoying the time you have before it ends. <laughs> yeah. There's a beginning and then there's enjoyment and then there's the end. And then it's it's sort of like, God, I was shitting on the, you know, I, my, my old therapist who I fired. Can you fire a therapist? Yeah. Okay. I remember he stood up like he was standing up, like he was taking a piss. And he goes, you got one foot in the past, your right foot's here in the present, and you're pissing on the future. Or no, you got one foot in the past, one foot in the future, and you're pissing on the present. Mm -hmm. And he had his, you know, showing you like now yeah. analogically. And he had pulled day. his pants down. He didn't and, pull his pants down. Okay. That would have been appropriate. And, and you're like, but, that's it. You're fired. Although for him, it might have been appropriate because that, <laughs> that was the kind of guy. That was the kind of guy where I'm sitting there and he's eating a Subway sandwich and he's just devouring. And he's, do you mind if I eat? I'm like, yeah, it's my hour. I'm paying you a lot of money. And he's like, oh, I didn't say that. I was yeah. like, yeah, sure. He's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Well, this Michael. is over Zoom, or is this no? This was a, this uh, in was in person. Real, this was years ago. I let, I let him go after that. Yeah. I felt like you know what? This is we're too comfortable. He's too comfortable. <laughs> He's too comfortable. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> this is not comfortable. Yeah, you're you're shitting with the bathroom door open now. Yeah. yeah. But do you enjoy the moment? Are you going on set every day and enjoying the days? I have gotten better at it, and I've gotten much better at it since Bear arrived. Bear, your son, Bear Sullivan. My son, Bear Sullivan. What's his middle name? Maxwell. Bear Maxwell. I was kind of lobbying for Maximus, but it was too. Bear, was, Bear Sullivan. Yeah. I, I think of like, this is comes to mind. And starting linebacker number 32, Bear <laughs> Maxwell, the 265 foot 6'5 senior from, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you, do you is, he, is he big for his age? Let's, he's 10 months old and he's wearing 18 month clothing. So he's, he's, he's very large for his age. But the, the, since he, since he has arrived, all the paradigms have shifted in, in, a, in an instant. And it's been very difficult to, um, to realign and to ground myself in the new reality uh, that is everything. And that includes my work. And I haven't figured out how to express this yet. I, I keep talking to people about it, hoping that each time I talk about it, it will uh, uh, coalesce in my brain as a, as a co coherent idea. But, but I, I just don't care about anything else anymore. Really? It's bare, I, and then there's a big something in between, and then everything else. There, there is my relationship with Rachel. There is my love for Bear. Really, and Bear then, doesn't exceed Rachel. Um, no, I don't. I, I don't. That's a tough one. They're both it is a tough equals, one. equals. It is a tough one, but I also, he, I think it's important for Bear as he grows up to see that, to see that my love for Rachel is the reason for his existence. You know, is, oh, the, is, the, yeah, is the foundation of everything. But but what I mean is, and, and, and when I say I don't care, it sounds 
negative. It's just the importance of these other things in my life have fallen away. And the, the anxiety around showing up for a big scene is gone. And what has happened is I can just show up for the big scene. Really? It's been insane, Michael. The, that, that anxiety that we used to talk about is just not there. Because Bear is the most important thing to you, this, this creature, this cre- thing that you created with Rachel. And all of a sudden, you're telling me this little child brings you so much joy and importance that everything else seems not trivial, but just right. not less important. See, this is the thing. I don't know how to, how to explain it. It's not that things become trivial. It's not that they're unimportant. It's not that I don't care. It's, it's the anxiety that I used to put on them, the narcissistic anxiety that I used to put on other things, on events, on my work, on uh, what other people think of me, it has just evaporated melted away really and for the first time in my life i've been able to actually maybe look at my work this last season and say i think that's some of the best work i've done on this show and feel feel confident and comfortable talking about viewing my own work looking at it and going wow you did a good job that was good chris that was a that was a <laughs> that was a you know what i mean like yeah. I, I i i normally have a lot of criticism i have and it's not even negativity it's just analytical okay look at that see see the way you did when when the camera is on your on that side and 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 below your eye level you need to be hyper focused on things that aren't really that important and are just causing you anxiety right inside of you is brought to you by rocket money I love rocket money. You know why? Because everyone should have rocket money because it just helps you save money. How many times do we have subscriptions that we don't even know we have anymore and we're paying so much money? It's just throwing away money, Ryan. I, I found one. You And you did it. You told I me. Found, I got rocket money. Okay, I found one. It. I'm embarrassed to say how long it's been going on, but thank you for finding it. <laughs> My God. It was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you want to watch some show and you go, oh, I have to subscribe to this uh, this streaming, dev- uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you you start streaming the show, you watch it, you leave, and you forget after this trial period it kicks in and it's they're charging terrible. you 10 bucks a month. It's, it is embarrassing. Ugh. You know, 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about. Before I started using Rocket Money, I thought I had, you know, like, oh, I have like five subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was paying for like four extra uh, between, you know, streaming advices and fitness apps, delivery services. It's never ending. And thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. I don't like that. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash inside. That's rocketmoney.com slash inside. Rocketmoney.com slash inside. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp? When you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's 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 like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. 
Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash inside. Inside of you is brought to you by Neurohacker, Qualia Senolytic. Let me tell you something. If you haven't tried this, you are missing out. I just sent this to my mom. I have it. I use it. It's a product that I didn't, I, they weren't even my sponsor when I was using this. And I was like, wow, why do I have more focus or energy? Why do I feel better? Why do I feel different? It's because I take Qualia Synalytic, Neurohacker. Look, if someone would have told me, Ryan, that there are science-backed ingredients that could help me feel 15 years younger in a matter of months, I wouldn't have believed it. But uh, I tried quasi-senolytic, and the rest is history. As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging, such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, sluggish mental and physical energy associated with that middle-aged feeling. Also known as zombie cells, they're old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they could be taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells. Much like pruning the yellowing and dead leaves off a plant, Qualia Senolytic helps remove those worn out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. And... You just take it two days a month. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all the ingredients together. And Neurohacker Quasiceneletic has a 100-day money-back guarantee. Oh, I have, I have more energy. Uh, I feel younger. Uh, I'm more productive. I will tell you that. I'm more productive. And uh, I feel like I have, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more enthusiastic about my life. I definitely feel that. And uh, for me, the aches and pains are less lessened by this. So that is a real important thing for me. Help resist aging at the cellular level, folks. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside. Neurohacker, N-E-U-R-O-H-A-C-K-E-R. Neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off and use code inside at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. But you know what's funny is this conversation right now, I feel a little narcissistic because I feel like I'm now I'm thinking about me and I'm thinking subliminally, are you telling me to have a child? <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're getting at? Um, I, no. I mean, but no, look, I mean, look, my grandmother always says, she goes, Mikey, you'd be such a great, great, a great father. You're so good with kids. And, you know, I think once you, my grandfather used to tell me, it makes me sad that he never got to see me as a dad, but, and I don't know if I'm going to be a dad, but he's like, you know, family's the most important thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Once you have a family, Mike, everything else just, it doesn't matter. Your family is the most important thing. And my grandma, you would be such a, and I think, wow. And so I've been, I went where I I was in those stages where I wanted a kid. And then I was stages where I, you know, what the fuck? I can't even take care of myself. I'm the, and then I thought, you know, maybe having a kid would really just, there's that, that kid becomes the center of attention. That's your main focus. And maybe that's sort of what you need not to have a kid as a, as a, a test to see, right. well, that didn't work. Sorry, buddy. Right. I'm still the center <laughs> of attention. Sorry, go get yourself a beer. Uh, you know, it's not like that, but you know, I'm starting to think if I do meet the right person, if I have the right thing, you know, maybe if that works out, cause you and Rachel had a strong bond mm -hmm. and you've been through thick and thin. And I know mm -hmm. you went through, you know, you went through ups and downs and yeah. kind of like it's, that's a relationship and then you get it together and then you have this child and that's, that's a great thing. And that doesn't always happen. Usually it's either, yeah. well, a lot of times it's an accident or I'm getting older. I need to have a baby and right. it's with the wrong person. Right. Right. So I don't know. I, now it occurs to me that maybe. Maybe it could be a good thing for me, actually, family. It, it, it's, 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 
let's put it this way. It, it is a, a surefire way. Well, that's not even true. It was a surefire way for me to enter the second half of life. You know, the first half of life I spent building up this persona and this ego and this container. And now I've entered a, a section of my life where I figure out what goes in that container, what I want to fill it with, what um, the purpose is um, for, for myself. What, what type of impact do I ha- want to have on the, on the world around me? Um, and what type of um, values do I want to instill and pass along to this new person who is going to have his own uh, his own path and right. his own struggles and his own pain and his own anxieties. Um, and can I, can I, uh, uh, die into myself enough? Can I kill my ego enough to get out of the way and, and help be an emotional coach or an emotional support, a mentor uh, for, will. for this, new being now look yeah you're making it sound like look obviously this is fantastic but you'd be kidding yourself not to say it it can't be easy i mean so far it's pretty easy because really well he he doesn't communicate yet so that's gotta be the hardest thing i wish i knew what you wanted what's the matter why are you crying well when he cries it's very (laughs) it's very brief okay you're lucky you're you're one of those parents who have has the first kid and they're an angel and they have a second kid and it's damien from the omen of of course and (laughs) and he he let's put it this way he can't speak yet but he can he does communicate very well he 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 fusses when he needs something and usually he only needs one of three things you know food sleep or 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 a new set of clothes um and that's easy. That that part's easy. So right. what has been difficult is is Bear requires my constant attention when mm. he is not sleeping, even when he's sleeping, which means that whatever I'm doing, you know, worrying about the future, regretting the past, running around, busying myself, I'm constantly being brought back to the present moment. That ceases. That's that's done. That doesn't has to- cease. It like it like fires you know, ACDC alternate current. It like, okay, right. okay, here. Okay. I can focus on it. Now I'm immediately brought back to the moment. Is that frustrating? For bear. No. It, well, it was at first because I would get, I would get frustrated with myself. I would get impatient. And then I just realized, aha, this moment, this is, a, this is all there is, is this moment. And right. so bear is just here reminding me of that. Come back, come back, come back, come back to this moment. Come back to now. Okay. Yeah. Take care of that. And then come back. Uh, yeah, you can worry for a second. Your, 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 my mind can wander for a minute, but there's this child, you know, and, and, and it, at first it was frustrating. And then I just realized where else, where else would I, where else could I go? Where else do I want to be than right here? Right. You know, that's been a big part of the paradigm shift is, you know, when, when, you call and you say, Hey, come over to the house, hang out. Let's do a podcast. I have to think to myself, is that two hours that I want to spend away from bear? Wow. Like, so the answer was yes. The answer was yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the answer is, the answer is, is this going to feed, feed me in a way that makes it valuable enough to be away from bear? Sure. You know, and it's healthy to, to, you still have to do things. You go to work, you do this, there's still, if you thought for a second, I'm not spending enough time with my child, you wouldn't be here. That's right. And the, the lesson, the lesson that we've, that I've, I learned over the, the, the pandemic, I don't know about you, but during the pandemic, I was busier than I'd ever been right at home, you know, because everybody knew you're at home, right? You're not going anywhere. I know you don't have anything to do. So would you mind hosting this virtual gala for my charity? Like, <laughs> You, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and of course I want to engage with the world. I want to be helpful. I want to be of service, but I was saying yes to everything. Really? Yeah. And I, and I realized because you're a good guy. Well, yes, most, I mean, mostly, I mean, you are a good guy. You, you, you were, I, a- I try to be, but what I did realize is that I, sometimes I was doing things that were outside of my, um, sorry, Jason, Jason. sorry, but, Jason. Um, for he's yeah that was sorry. <laughs> for those for people not, listening not watching yeah, yeah, i just elbowed jason, jason in the face yes 
Um, you know, I was, I was, ca- I'd have to get rid of this shit, by I, the way, if I had a child, I have all these horror movies, Jason Voorhees head. I can keep the seat. There. I don't know. We've talked about the horror. There are valuable lessons in horror movies. Yeah. Sure. Uh, the, the, I was committing to things that I didn't have the energy for. And so by the time I was, I was doing them, I was already resenting them. And that's not, that's not the way I should move through this world. Right. And if I have committed to something, I need to get my head on straight and take care of my own resentments and, and move through it, you know, present in the moment, bringing all of the energy that I have, you know, come over, come over here and what lay around on the couch. You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not, what's his name? Who? Your last guest. who's just laying around. Oh, Joe McHale. Yeah. Well, if he I don't know if he'd be <laughs> last guest, but Joe McHale did lie around. Uh, I'm kidding. No, he was a big guy. And I asked Chris, I said, Chris, yeah. you know, feel free to lie there. And then, you know, of course, Ryan would have to sit on a stool. Yeah. And which is fine, but nobody not good puts for his baby ass. in the corner. Nobody yeah. puts Ryan in the stool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My ass appreciates it. Yeah. But, you know, no you, you invite me over and, and I want to show up and be here. Right. But and, isn't yeah. that an, isn't a, what you're talking about with, with Bear, isn't it an analogy for life? Imagine just every situation is Bear. Mm-hmm. Like if I, I'm, I organize a softball thing on Sunday, go for two hours and play softball and give softball and your friends attention right. for two hours right? and then go off and do something else. But right. everything you do should have that sort of attention, your work, your love life, your the dishes, the di- it doesn't, it doesn't just matter. be in the moment. That is the key to what we have been str- talking about from our last podcast that we did to this podcast to 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 somehow just being in the moment. And that is very hard for me. I'm almost ahead of myself and I'm working on that. Mm-hmm. And and does And what I'm saying is the only thing I have ever come across that 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 brings me back into the moment without fail every time is bear. See, and that didn't happen before. You didn't no. have that thing to bring you back. I had to work really hard. I had to work really hard. Do you work as hard? Do you think? Do you think everybody on that show? Obviously, you're going to say yes. Everybody works hard. Do you, everybody has different work ethics when you're doing this as us. Do you see that some people are just so like? There's some people that are the method that just you know you don't want to be around them because they're just so hyper focused. They need to stay in the moment the whole day. They're just and then there are other people who are just like anyway. Oh my gosh, Chrissy, your voice is. You know, do you are there people on the set like that? Everybody's different. I mean, it depends on the day. You know, I have a I have a good deal of respect for for what's going on that day. There are certain days that are much heavier than others. Right. You know, and I can be the same way. If I know at the end of this day, I'm gonna have to have a panic attack, nervous breakdown on camera, I'm not gonna be goofing around all day the way I normally would. Right. You, know, you need to have some, you have to preserve that energy, preserve the energy, kind of focus the mind. Um, it doesn't mean that I, I need to be, and I've, and I've learned this because it doesn't mean I can be rude to other people. It doesn't mean I can be snippy with other people. And I've let those things bleed over in the past where I'm so focused on my work and somebody comes up and asks, what? I, I don't, I, yeah, you get, I can get short. I get, right. and, and that's inappropriate. Everyone on our, on our show is very good about being present for the work that they have to do and and letting it go when it's done and being respectful to each other yeah there are certain people who everyone works like you said everyone works very hard some people make it look a lot easier justin hartley is the most effortless fuck actor i fuck fuck. i love him you (laughs) fuck effortless fuck he's the most effortless actor i've seen and i'm sure that the wheels are turning and I know he puts the work in and I know he has his, you know, routines or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But when he shows up, it is, it, it is the most effortless thing I've ever seen. You know who I think is probably the most intense and he's such a great actor. And this is, this is a, it's a good thing, but I picture Sterling. Oh yeah. Being very like, Hey, I love you all, but don't fuck with me. He doesn't even have to say that. He, he's just, he is focused and he is a technician when it comes to emotion. Like we've talked about, he can, he can, if the, oh, the camera's on the left, all right, I'll make sure the tear comes out the left eye, you know, like really, he what? could do that. I don't know if he can do that. It certainly appears that way. It's like, <laughs> it's just, it's crazy to me. Wow. And he shows up and he, 
he brings the energy to to the set. He is he is amped up. He is ready to go. And he, the the best thing about our set is that nobody has to say stuff like that. Everybody gets it. Who has it the toughest? Who do you think has Mandy, the Mandy? Mandy has it the toughest. Mandy Why? has it the, because Mandy has played everything from her as herself from sixteen years old to ninety, and right. she so she spans every generation of this TV show. So she is on set more than anyone, and she's emotional she's a lot. In, yeah, she's in every timeline. She has to play most often a sixty-five. 67 year old woman and she does an incredible job she is the most overlooked person on our show because she is so ever present i think i think her lack of nominations for awards and things boggles my mind because the work she's doing is better than anything else on on network television right now wow it's 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 insane and and her level of emotionality is she upset by that? You think I don't she know. gets upset by that? I think she would. I, we look. We all would like the recognition, em, emotionally, spiritually, yeah. whatever it is we for, need for the work that we, we need we're doing. that sometimes. Well, but also like we were talking about, you know, that that type of recognition, um, ups our value for the business side of this of this job. So nominations and awards. Right, because you were nominated for an Emmy. I was Dinklage. <laughs> Dinklage. Dinklage beat him. <sighs> um, that son of a bee. Um, but those those things add to your value in this industry. So in order to to do six years, Mandy, to do six seasons of some of the best acting I've seen on TV, you know, she, she wants to she wants that to roll over into other things, and she'll be fine. She's, oh, yeah. she's an incredible actor and an incredible singer, but um, she definitely has it the hardest on our show. Who cries the most? Chrissy. Chrissy cries the most yeah. and she's a good crier. She's a very good crier. She, well, she, she has the thing that makes her such a brilliant actor is that she has access. Her emotions are on call. Like they are right below the surface. So if she needs them, they're, they're ready. Right. And I can't say that for myself. Like I have, to, like I said, I, I spend how do you work into a, to an emotional scene where you have to cry? Do you, do you constantly think, or dwell on like fuck. I've got to cry. I've got to cry. I've got to. Give, I, give me glycerin. I've only give me glycerin. Spray glycerin in my eyes. I've done glycerin in my sure, eyes before. Do, I don't I've, give a shit. I've done it all. The the I've only had to do it once on This Is Us. All right. Um. It happened uh spontaneously a second time, and then the rest of the time I've kind of made the the choice not to for that not to be a path for me. Chrissy Chrissy has that path. Uh. Uh. That emotion. That emotional level. Sterling has that emotional level. We can't all be, we can't all be crying, you know. Right, yeah, but you <laughs> like, all are. But you know, but you know what I mean. Like, like so, so I've, I've, yeah, I've avoided it, probably, mostly for my own comfort, <laughs> comfort level and ease. But. Yeah, it's gotta be when you see a scene where like I gotta get emotional, I gotta get cry. Is it kind of like fuck? Um, yeah, I mean. It's work. You know, it's, it's gonna, extra work. It's going to be a long day. It's going to be a long day. And it's not fun. And how it's, long it's, do you shoot like a scene before you get it usually? Do they really just milk it? I mean, it's TV. It's network TV. We're moving. You know, you, you've done it. So, but you're doing three or four hours a scene at least. Yeah. Four hours a scene. Yeah. So you're going to do a close up, a mid shot, a wide shot, their coverage. That's the other thing. Yeah. If, if you have to be emotional, can you do it 15 times? And by the way, do you prefer doing an emotional scene with the camera having it on you at first, just so you don't lose that? Um, it's been, uh, yeah, yeah, probably. That's better because at the end you're getting yeah. everything, yeah. and then you turn around and you've got nothing left. Yeah, has that ever happened to you? Yes, early on when I didn't re quite, quite realize the structure of, of television, I realized, oh well, I, I gave everything I had, you know. <laughs> while the camera was pointed at that oh my person. god i gave everything I and then really, they oh god really, michael what a great performance that's the camera's not on you yeah and then they turn around i'm like i don't know guys i don't even know the lines anymore <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing and they're like what happened to him i don't know that's happened before i used to be the guy that they go uh we've got 30 minutes left you know uh, we'll just go we'll turn around a rosenbaum for the last 10 minutes for his close-up and he's got all the dialogue 
He'll do it. He'll he'll be a professional. And I get so upset. I'm like, I'm stressing my ass out because you're going to turn around on me at the end of the night when we're all going home at like 11 at night or one in the morning. Yeah. And they would turn around on me and Tom would be like, hey, you need me? I'm like, yes, stay here. (laughs) What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind the scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. you want to do something funnier lighter do you want to do something like the nick something what what is it you would like to do if you had the choice to do yeah, it after the show i'd love to get into some some straight comedy yeah yeah it's been a long time well it's i got a, a long, show oh, i'm oh, working on here. oh how about that uh-huh yeah i got the yeah. role just for you <laughs> you're gonna play the mandroid <laughs> That's the character. It's, I'm in. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm I, in. I don't care what the rest of it is. That sounds great. That sounds just wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I know you're doing tons of music. Are you still working with Taylor Goldsmith from uh, Dawes? Yeah. I mean, we released that record halfway through the pandemic. You know, you you were in the same boat. Congratulations on birthing that, by yeah, the way. Yeah, so Joseph Spouse, though, the album's awesome. Yeah. And, and thank you. And thank you. And by the way, he's a big Dawes fan. Oh, very cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're incredible because um, i said you know he's working with tyler he goes taylor goldsmith i go yes <laughs> from dawes you knew yeah. i love the way he writes I, re- I really love like the because it almost feels like punchlines in a way but like they're just like really like he like he really sets it up and then like the final rhyme is like oh jesus dude yeah he he is one of the great living american so- singer songwriters and when i first met him um through mandy right yeah they were just dating and it was early on in, in season one or two of this is us and he said i got this band called dawes and i don't know how this band escaped me up until four years ago but i went home and i and i bought all their albums every single album <laughs> and listened to them in chronological order and would text him as i was <laughs> listening to songs when something would come to me and i'd have a question i'd be okay Track four, uh, your second album, and and it was that writing style that you're talking about, Ryan. That that a, a bell went off for me, yeah. And I was like, this guy listens to a lot of John Prine, mm. and I just knew it. And I texted him. I said, I said, you listen to a lot of John Prine, don't you? He said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you know? I said, Because of this lyric, and it was one of these punchline. Well, really intelligent, witty. It's like a little bit of everything is, yeah. is that one song where it's like he's telling three different stories. Right. And I think the best line he'd ever written was uh, it's um, things happen. That's all they ever do. Right. That blew my fucking mind. Yeah. <laughs> things happen. That's all they ever do. It's so simple, isn't it? And it's it's and it's so witty and it's so heartfelt. It's not trying that hard. And it's not trying that hard. And and so one day I was writing a, a, a song and the, the opening uh verse sounded just like a John Prine song. And I texted it to him. I, I I played it and sang it and I texted it to him and I said, You want to write a John Prine song? And he texted back the first half of the first chorus. And then I texted back the second verse. And then he did uh the second half of the second verse. And over two days we had written this song over text message that was 100%. And you put it together probably and sent it back to him. Oh, and said, yeah. And like, this is, let's do this. Yeah. And we had such a good time. We wrote, you know, five or six more. And then I had a couple that I had already written with other friends and, and we put an album together and we were playing shows around Los Angeles, you know, a year and a half ago when, when the world shut down. And, uh, and so we, we were going to, in the, in the hiatus between seasons, I was planning a tour. We were going to go play shows and, None of that happened. So <laughs> so we finally just released the record and let people have a listen and and it uh yeah, we're really happy with it. I got I, I wanted to play a, a a Dawes song just a little bit just to uh with the audience here. I think we could play it anyway, right? We could play a little bit, can't we? Why don't you play a Joseph the Spouse song? Yeah, why don't I do that? <laughs> 
<laughs> Hold on. Well, that's a better idea. Where did that name where did that name come from? Um so Taylor yeah, and I, yeah, please interview him while I'm doing this. Taylor Taylor and I were trying the the song uh that I was just talking about. It's called Deaf Ears. If uh if you're looking for songs to uh to insert. Um Taylor and I had been trying to decide he had been kind of consulting me. I, I obviously I didn't have a band really. I I didn't really feel like releasing the record under my own name. Mm-hmm. Um because I, I felt like it I felt like the music deserved a character, like it deserved a context outside of Chris Sullivan, the actor. Um I wanted people to come to it without that without that context. And so and so <laughs> we had decided that maybe a, a moniker would would be appropriate. And and I was sitting in an Easter Sunday Catholic mass. I am not Catholic. My sister-in-law is. I love uh, going to her church. She has this incredible Irish priest named Father Doni. Um, and they started listing saints and it went on for a long time listing all the saints and it was all the ones you know saint ignatius of loyola pray for us all of these all of these popular saints and then they started getting into these more rare sounding saints and one of them was joseph the spouse and i didn't one didn't realize that joseph of the jesus mary and joseph had been uh, uh canonized as a saint two i didn't realize that that he was identified for just being a spouse a spouse <laughs> and i thought that's an incredible connotation for that character in literature it's just a cool it's a cool tie it just it just flows it's just a character just in literature who is recognized for being a witness to a miracle yeah and something about it struck me and i don't know about you michael but when i'm when i'm writing a song i don't feel I feel like the song is coming through me. It's not coming from me. And I feel like I am witnessing a miracle, especially when I get together with other musicians and everyone starts collaborating. Mm-hmm. And this song appears it comes together. out of nowhere. Yeah, it just becomes something you couldn't imagine. It is something out of nothing. Yeah. It is sound out of silence. And so Joseph the Spouse was this was this character who was this witness to a miracle. And that's how I feel about writing these songs. And and I always feel like when I write stuff, it, you know, I start mumbling things and 80% of the words come from mumbles hmm. and yeah. the idea is something, it's almost subconscious. Yeah. And so, yeah, the song, the first song Taylor and I wrote is called Deaf Ears. Collectors always find my phone busy Cause it's been off the hook for 15 years How much they want I cannot pay I don't have the moolah in I mean, come on. It's honestly beautiful. How do you not listen Thanks, to man. that and go, that's just a gorgeous song? Thanks, man. I appreciate Joseph it. Joseph the Spouse. Uh, what's the title of the album? The album is called Six Feet From Under. Six Feet From Under. You got to listen to it. Please go to mm-hmm. Spotify, go to iTunes, go to wherever you get your music. You're going to find it. Uh, this is uh, Shit Talking with Chris Sullivan right now. This is These are uh, rapid fire. These Great. are from my patrons. Go to patreon.com slash inside of you if you want to join. I'll message you after. Nico P, are there any philanthropic organizations that are near and dear to you that you can share with us? Yeah, I work uh, pretty closely with a um, a mental health organization called To Write Love on Her Arms um, that helps connect people with uh, mental health services, counseling, uh, uh, crisis hotlines, uh, people who are struggling with depression, suicide, any of those things. So I've done a lot of work with them. And where can they go? T W L O H A dot com i like it emily asks, what did it feel like to go back to the set of to film this is us um yeah probably she probably means after after being in quarantine for so long Mm -hmm. i mean it was it was stressful we were we were put in these giant plexiglass boxes and there were all of these we had a lot of testing we got tested three times a week monday your anxiety was up then probably on set a little bit a little bit but i also knew that we had all of the safety precautions in place there were masks and shields and you know, the only people without masks were the actors, and that was only happening, you know, between action and cut. Oh, um, that, that would give me anxiety always having to wear a mask. I, yeah. I really am. 
I, I always do, yeah. but now, you know, I'm vaxxed, but I, it, it's just being on set yeah. where it's like, this is my work. This is, and, and wearing a mask the whole day and yeah. being, having to go with your trailer. It I was think a lot. that's just, yeah, that's it was a, a lot. lot, but we as a cast, we're all on the same page. So that gave us all a, a good deal of confidence as far as, you know, staying quarantined, staying healthy, right. staying because it was, it could have been a disaster. And you didn't want to be the asshole that ruins it for everybody. Seriously. Dana, Dana asked if you had to have a theme song playing when you walked around, what would it be? Obvious Child by Paul Simon. Really? Yeah. You know the song? Yeah, I do know the song. I think mine would be, it's a mistake from Men at Work. <laughs> I think my dad would say that. Leanne P., now that things are opening up a bit, what are you looking forward to doing mostly? Um, I am looking forward to traveling. Mm. We have, uh, Rachel and I have uh, a bunch of family and close friends who, uh, who we want to take Bear to meet. So we're going to be traveling pretty soon. I'm going to come visit Bear. Yeah, come roll around in the backyard. Oh, yeah, I'd love that, dude. I have to. Yeah. You'll look into his eyes, Michael, and you'll you'll see what I'm talking what about. What if you just kind of overhear me and I'm just holding him and I go, you're the most important thing ever to me. <laughs> There's nothing else. It's Chris was right. Looking into your eyes, I know that you were the not, most important. It's not having a baby. That's not your son. It's having That's not your kid. This baby. <laughs> <laughs> this is the child. Maya P., how has becoming a father changed you? You've pretty much said that. Yeah, You've pretty much said covered that. that. Mary B., Rosie is blessed to have you as a friend. What word of advice have you, what word of advice have you given him that you really wish he would take to heart? Um, I am blessed to have you as a friend, uh, Rosie, just so everybody's clear. Oh, um, ditto. a piece of advice. I mean, what, what advice could I give you? We, we live our lives, uh, as an example of, I, I, I try to live my life as an example of what I hope for the people around me. Not in specifics, not in, I hope everything happens the same way, but I, I, I try to deal with the difficult things head on and I try to share them with my, share the way that I've dealt with the difficult things with my friends as, as encouragement, as encouragement and you do it well. to do the same and encouragement you do it to well. do the same. I, I would say ultimately and it's just so cliche, but honestly, the one thing that I'm learning is you got to do whatever it takes to, to learn to love yourself. Mm -hmm. You've got to fucking do it. I have got to learn to just love myself and be the best person I could be. That, that's it. Just be grateful every day. Try to be grateful. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm trying. These aren't, when I say this, this isn't me like, I'm grateful every day and I am, this is not me saying that this is, I'd like to love myself more. I'd like to be more grateful. I want to do these things and I really am trying to do these things. There will always be a balance and both things will always be true. And, and I have days when I really start to focus on the things that I lack. Right. And it's, and it's an awful fucking day mm. and a simple shift of perspective, uh, towards the things that I have and the blessings and the gratitudes that I have. Both things exist. I lack things and I have everything I need and it all depends. It all depends on which, um, which wolf I feed, you know, do I feed the, the, the wolf of, of contentment or do I feed the wolf of fear and whoever I throw scraps to gets stronger and gets louder. So yeah. Do you I, ever just like look at bear and just, you just tear up? Yeah. Like I made this almost. I told, I told Rachel yesterday, I was like, this is the best. He's the best thing I've ever done. And Ooh. I, and I did almost nothing. <laughs> That's a line in a song right there. He's the best thing I've ever done. He's the best thing I've ever done. Like, it's almost ambiguous. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. He's the best thing I've ever and, done. And I've tried hard to create wonderful things. Yeah. And he's the, the most wonderful thing that I've created. Well, you're very important to me. This has been a blessing. I, lo I love having you here. It's been too long. And we've never done the video, so people yeah. can watch. They could listen. It's good to, to see you. I'm glad you're happy. I'm glad you got a whole other season. Yeah. Here I am thinking you're canceled. You're done. You're like, no, we're filming 18 more episodes. <laughs> uh, so that wasn't exactly true. But uh, thank you for sharing all this with me.
I really, I'm very happy for you and Rachel. Yeah. yeah. That's I love great. You, buddy. I You're love special you to me. You're special to me. Yeah. Well, we got that. That was a text message from me, you, no, and it's what, it's what we, it's what we talked to, about with Chris Hardwick. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's, it's very hard to, uh, when you're talking to someone in person and just leave and going, all right, well, I'm going to go now. All right, well, dude, take care, blah, blah, blah. So we just have a line that just like you say it and then you could fuck off. You yeah. just walk away. You're special to me. And then you, you just leave. And then that's it. That's it. Ryan, you're special to me. Oh, I leave now? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> you, you leave. <laughs> all right. Thank you for allowing me to be inside of you, Chris. As Love always. you, buddy. Felt Love, good. Love you, man. Felt, good. Felt great. All right. Uh, I love that man. I love him. I love him dearly. Sometimes you don't see people often enough, and then you see them, and it feels like yesterday. And uh, it was beautiful having him in the studio and talking about having a child and talking about his life. And uh, this is us and the last season. And um, it was always a joy, always a real joy having him around me. He's a uh, a good spirit, a good soul. I love his being his presence. So. That's all I'll say about that. Like I said, COVID, no joke. Uh, I'm I'm doing a little bit better. Um, just got some lingering effects and trying to. They saw a uh, there was a little bit of fluid in the lung, in the left lung, and uh, but she wasn't concerned about that. And uh, but I was like, holy shit, man! You know, I'm pretty healthy. I uh, it doesn't matter. COVID, it it's unpredictable. You could be perfectly healthy. It could be shit. It, 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 when it hits you, you don't know how it's going to hit you till it hits you. So that's that. That's what happened to me. You've heard many stories. I'm one of the millions of stories you've probably heard. But all I would say is just, uh, just get vaxxed. Why would doctors? Why would doctors lie to you? Why would doctors who, since the beginning of time, have always only tried to help you? I don't know. I feel if uh yeah i'm not gonna get into it we don't need to get into it just uh, get vaxxed get vaxxed be safe be healthy i don't want you to get sick hope you had a great week uh big shout out to my patrons i love you guys if you want to join patreon and help the podcast in any way possible patreon.com slash inside of you and uh i hope you do that i'll send you a message like i always do right after you um join patreon We've got a lot of members. Some members get boxes sent to them from me and messages, and they get to ask the guest questions and Q&As with me and tons of other stuff. So if, you, if you're digging the podcast, you want to support it more, go to patreon.com slash inside of you. Um, also, if you want merch, um, you know what? Let's just skip some merch here. Let's, let's do 15% off all merch. Why not? Wow, I never do 15% off. It's just called Rosie. We got to we got to come up with a good name here because I don't know if I could use that same name. Rosie is fifteen. How about that? R O S E Y I S one five. Rosie is fifteen. Rosie is fifteen. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna write that shit down. Rosie is fifteen percent off everything in the Inside of You online store. There's journals, there's uh, Lex Luthor pictures, there's Smallville lunchboxes, there's tumblers, there's mugs, inside of you mugs, and uh, tons of great stuff. So make sure you go there. And if you want any Sunspin merch, go to sunspin.com, and you could book the band, you could book a Zoom with me, you could do so many things that you want to do. All you want to do is Zoom, 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 in the boom, boom. I have nobody over here to laugh at my stupidity. Ryan's not here today, as you know. Uh, let's read the top tier patrons who really give a lot to the show and make it possible. So let's do that. Nancy D, Leah S, Trisha, Sarah V, Little Lisa, Yukiko, Jill E, Brian H, Mama G, Nico P, Jerry W, Robert B, Jason W, Apothean, Kristen K, Amelia O, Allison L, Raj C, Joshua D, Emily S, CJP, Samantha M, Jennifer N, Stacy L, Carly H, Jen S, Jamal F, Janelle B, Carrie B, Tabitha 272, not to be confused with, Tabitha 273. Kimberly E, Mike E, Eldon Supremo, 99 More, Ramira, Santiago M, Sarah F, Chad W, Leanne P, Janine R, Ray A, Maya P, Maddie S, Shannon D, Matt W, Belinda N, Kevin V, James R, Chris H, Dave H, Samantha S, Spider-Man Chase, Sheila G, Brad D, Ray H, Hi Ray H, Hi Tabitha T, Tom N, Suzanne B, Liliana A, Michelle K, Hannah B, Michael S, Talia M, Betsy D, Betsy D, 
Claire M, Liz J, Laura L, Chad L, Rochelle, Nathan E, Marion E, Meg K, Janelle P, Trav N, Dan N, Dan R. Last list right now. Here we go. And I can't bank off Ryan right now. I can't uh, ask him, you know, what their last name is. Ojeda. Ojeda. Did I say that wrong? I know it. it's something else, isn't it? She could, she could yell at me later. Ojeda. Lorraine G, Veronica K, Big Stevie W, Kendall T, Carol D, Sandy B, Angel M, Eric C, Rhiannon C, Stephen M, Corey K, Super Sam, Emily C, Sherry S, Coleman G, Den Vexen, Dev Vexen, it's Dev Vexen, ooh, Vixen, Dev Nexen, Michelle A, Liz L, Jeremy C, Andy T, Cody R, Chris E, Sebastian K, Gavinator, and H. David C, Elliot M, John B, Brandy D, Yavor R, and Bono, or Bano. So, there it is. Uh, Thank you for listening today. I love you all very dearly, and uh, thanks for all the get well wishes. It's been crazy, man. A little back surgery, and then I got COVID. Hopefully, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, I hope you all have a sensational week. Make sure you come to the stage it. this coming Saturday, 2 p.m. and 6 p.m., two shows. You can get tickets at sunspin.com or stage it. Um, and make sure you go to the Inside EU online store for 15% off. Rosie is 15 is the code. Rosie is 15 for 15% off everything in the store. Uh, your dynamite. Thank you so much. And uh, all my love to everybody. See you later. From Michael Rosenbaum, alone in the Hollywood Hills without Ryan Tayaz. Uh, thank you for allowing me to be inside of each and every one of you, and I hope you have a uh, glorious, glorious day. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.